It's a beautiful day in this particular neighborhood. Hope it is where you all are. This is the Tulsa World Scene podcast that uh, has for some reason taken on the name Fred. Uh, normally we try to come up with a funny uh, acronym for those letters, but um, it rained last night and, and washed, washed, washed my mind clean. So I don't know what, uh, what to call it other than Fred and to introduce you to uh, my colleagues, the uh, lovely and talented Jimmy Trammell and the lovelier and talented uh, Lydia Fletcher, who is our uh, intern for this summer, um, who is uh, learning her way around Tulsa. Um, she's already discovered that there are two Charleston's restaurants. Um, um, a bit of the hard way, but that's that that's okay. Yeah. Um, I've done I've done that uh, I've done that before, wondering why I've been stood up and uh, well, that usually I don't have to understand and have to ask that question. But anyway, um, what uh, what what uh, what did you discover this week about Tulsa that kind of surprised you? So this wasn't this week. This was my first day at Tulsa World. So. Keep in mind, I broke my foot the day before I was supposed to move to Tulsa. Ooh. I have a giant boot on my driving foot. It is, it is not fun. It is not enjoyable. Learning to drive in it is one thing. Um, and then I learned in Tulsa downtown, the lights go from being, you know, your normal eye level to just on the side of the street. And that's not how it is in Northwest Arkansas at all. Like even in our downtown area, you've got the overhead lights. And so my first day driving into downtown, I run a red light and just immediately did not even know it was there, just got really lucky. And then I turned around and I was like, oh, that was a red light. I should be more careful. And turns out I wasn't the only intern who did it, which I think is even funnier. Two of us did it on different streets that day. So I learned that. And then I learned that y'all streets are alphabetized, which is now like my saving grace whenever I get lost. I'm like, okay, I know if I get to Yale or Harvard, I can figure out how to get either to Tulsa World or back to where I'm living. So if I get there, I'm good. And so I'm slowly but surely learning Tulsa streets. Um, it's very different than Northwest Arkansas. Y'all are kind of a grid system, but with some terrible one-ways. Um, Northwest Arkansas just is traffic circle city. It's kind of what I call it. We have so many. There's a couple of those around town. There's one, uh, uh, there, there's the big one out uh, uh, that, what, Admiral and about Mingo? Yes. Um, yeah, that one I've 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 uh, taken my life into my hands a couple of times uh, on that one, and then there's a smaller one downtown about eleventh or tenth and Elgin, I think. Um, that uh, is 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 a little kinder to navigate. Um, you don't have people who suddenly decide, oh, I need to be in the other lane right now because there's just one one lane around the thing, but. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad. I, 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 hopefully, you're you're healing up well, and I'm yeah. And, the, and, and by the time you 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 figure out all, all our streets, and I'm not gonna, uh, I probably will disillusion you that after you get to a certain point going east, they go back to numbers. Oh, so, wow. um, <laughs> so if they talk about, well, you need to go out east, just say I can't do that. Yeah, and, that um, won't be happening. And, and, 
and go and go from there. So, but anyway, well, um, in in your in your perambulations this week, what have you got uh, coming up for us for this Sunday? So Sunday, I got to experience the numbered streets. Uh, went all the way down to 51st to talk to Meals on Wheels of Metro Tulsa about um, kind of the volunteer somewhat crisis deficit they're going through despite moving into an amazing facility. So I was able to sit down with the president and CEO and then some volunteers and some clients to kind of just give everyone like an all around look at what the organization does and then what they're going through. And I'm really excited for this one because it's the first chance I've gotten to do a multimedia piece for Tulsa World. So uh, there's photos by Carly Booth, who is one of our photo interns, video that I shot and edited, and then obviously writing, which is mine, and then edited by the whole, you know, scene team and everyone. And so um, I'm really excited for that. It's, I I really like covering nonprofit work. That's actually what one of my first multimedia videos was uh, through school. So I think it's nice to kind of let that same nonprofit topic be my first kind of career multimedia video. You said uh, the, the volunteer uh, deficit or shortage. Is that strictly a result of uh, the pandemic or was that something they were experiencing before? Because uh, I can imagine that their their service was greatly or even more so in demand uh, with the pandemic when, people, when nobody could get out. Yeah, so pandemic really, I think the way the CEO said it was pulled back the curtain, which I think is the best like phrasing of maybe these problems were mounting already. And then once the pandemic hit, it was, oh my gosh, there's such a population in need. And they're having to navigate that. I think from, if I'm remembering correctly, I know in the last five years, They've had almost a 250% increase in need of meals and um, having to produce meals at a much larger volume and therefore needing drivers to go deliver them. But I believe the jump just from 2019 to 2020 went from like the 200,000s to the 700,000s. Mm -hmm. And so it was... Because I sat down with the data, I looked at census data, and it was really interesting to kind of get to deep dive into numbers. I feel like that's not something in A&E we do as much, um, but I do love that kind of reporting as well. And so just looking at those numbers, I went in and kind of knowing there's definitely something going on. Let me get to the bottom of the story. And that's kind of what I share in the piece on Sunday of like what's really happening behind their doors. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Jimmy, you look, uh, are, are, this weekend, you're looking back at a uh, film that I I think a lot of people don't know came out of Oklahoma. Yeah, it's, but, it's really under the radar. Uh we all know about The Outsiders and Rumblefish and now Killers of the Flower Moon in uh, August Osage County, perhaps. But uh, people don't seem to realize that a lot of big stars, uh, Warren Oates, uh, Ben Johnson, Cloris Leachman, Richard Dreyfuss, uh, Jeffrey Lewis, who was in the great uh, Clint Eastwood movie, uh, Every Which Way But Loose, uh, and, and uh, Steve Kennelly from Dallas. All these people, were, Michelle Phillips from The Mamas and the Papas, 
all these people were in Oklahoma to shoot Dillinger, uh, which was released 50 years ago this month. So I'll have a look back at the Dillinger movie with all those people and talk to some locals who were extras in the film and, and their experiences. So uh, I, I'll, I'll, J- James, I think you've seen the movie, but I, I, I streamed it this week and actually I found it to be a very good movie. I, I'm trying to remember if I have seen it. I, re, I remember I remember seeing ads for it, um, but uh, not knowing uh, at the time that it was made in o- Oklahoma or shot partly in in Oklahoma. And uh, but uh, I don't did, I don't think, and I could be wrong, uh, that Dillinger operated in Oklahoma. Did he? I think he was more uh, in the Midwest because. I don't know that he. I don't know that he got here into Oklahoma. Oklahoma doubled for everywhere else. Like Enid, Enid was Tucson, uh, Ardmore and Doherty and Nash and all these other places just doubled for Indiana or wherever they needed to be. But uh, yeah, you're right. Oklahoma has some gangster history, but uh, and sure. why they chose Oklahoma, I don't know. But they did probably, shoot probably because they needed some place that looked a little backward, I guess. I, anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they so, needed some planes to look like 1930s uh, era. Exactly. Dillinger was running around doing everything. But it, it was just kind of amazing to see. Uh, okay. at, the, at the time, uh, Ben Johnson and Cloris Leachman had just won Academy Awards for the last right. show. And then the other people, you know, Richard Dreyfus was getting ready to explode. It was between American Graffiti and, and Jaws. So really interesting, just kind of a bookmark in history. Okay, all right. Well, speaking of, of, of a bookmark in history, I was uh, one of the stories I've got coming uh, this Sunday um, is um, when you think of uh, Woody Guthrie, probably the, 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 the one thing you wouldn't associate with him is disco. But uh, at the Woody Guthrie Center opening on uh, June 15th, is um, an exhibit that is drawn from a book, um, Love Will Save the Day, by uh, Tim Lawrence. He is a a uh, British-born writer, now makes his home here in in the U.S. That is about the the rise of what what became the disco culture um, and how that actually grew out of the same sort of... um, social justice ideas that fueled Woody Guthrie during during his life. And um, he chronicles the, the, the rise of the underground uh, dance culture and um, the exhibit at uh, the Woody Guthrie Center downtown has got a, a one room set up with uh, big speakers and a turntable and uh, they'll be playing uh, some of the music that was used during this period from the 19 from 1970 to 1979 and um it it it, it ends with um there was a, a event at uh Kaminsky Park uh in Chicago where the, the White Sox play that was the big disco sucks uh the death, death to, to disco. disco yeah death to disco event so they have that there, but um, the thing about it is, is that it didn't. It that that really wasn't the end of disco. It just went back underground for a little while longer. It's an interesting. It's an interesting um, 
little exhibit. One of the one of the things is the um, is uh, parodies. Uh, you'll appreciate this, uh, Jimmy. There's an Archie's comic book from Disco. There's also Mad magazines and uh, that uh, par with their parodies of like Saturday Night Fever and and um, and then the Mad magazine Disco special with a little plastic. Uh, record with 30 minutes of mad disco music so it'll be fun to check out speaking of parodies i'll connect this back to lydia the guy okay. the guy who voiced the duck in the rick d's song disco duck is from arkansas so oh that's our mission lydia and james to go back and do it where <laughs> are they now on the arkansas <laughs> man who voiced the duck in the disco duck song I thought it was I, th I thought it was Rick Dees did it himself. Okay. I think he got a pinch uh, quacker for the disco duck. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a sad 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 moment in 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 culture. I mean, <laughs> you know what? I I like disco. The Bee Gees were so popular. There was such a huge album that there was just backlash. Anytime you have something popular, people just want to drag it back down again because it gets too big. And that's what well, happened and, Saturday Night Fever. That was such yeah. a huge movie and a huge album that everybody just kind of got sick of it and wanted to go the other way. But the Bee Gees are awesome. Oh, well, I, yo, definitely. I, I absolutely. I, no, 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 no disrespect to the Bee Gees whatsoever. I've always liked their their music. And and the first time I heard um, "Staying Alive," um, it was. Uh, I thought this is something else. And and that was something that they had started with um a year uh or their, their previous album, they had started doing uh more jive talking. Yeah, more 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 dance oriented music. Yeah. And and and, and here's a bit of trivia I, that I'm I'm hoping I remember correctly. Um the opening of of Jive Talking. Was designed to do was 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 inspired by what? It's a guitar riff that you hear at the start. You got me, Lydia. You want to take a flyer at I'm this? Thinking because I'm like <laughs> I'm like the resident music girl of my school student media, so I should know. <laughs> like that is what everyone calls me since I manage the radio station. But the thing is, when I was first introduced to the Bee Gees, it is through my mother's stress humming because that's one staying alive. <laughs> it's one of the songs she will just hum whenever she's stressed, and I think I've heard it at like baseball games. So I really, I really don't think I know. But I'm always down for more music. Knowledge. They were they they recorded the album, uh, I believe, in the Bahamas, and the drive from where they were staying to the studio, they had to cross this old wooden bridge, and it was the sound of their car tires going over the bridge hmm. that that prompted that chunk a chunk a chunk uh, guitar muted guitar riff that opens jive talking they were trying to imitate that that bit so but um and 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 the interesting thing about this about this exhibit is that they're going to be they have a bunch of uh um about 35 albums that they will be playing and it's it's often music that you would not think of as quote disco there's a lot of uh african music there's some jazz there is uh um uh 
and, and you know James Brown. And then of course they have things like you know Donna Summers' "I Feel Love," which was kind of the you know kind of the quintessential uh, thing. But it was all about it was all about um, dance and gathering and transcendence and all this stuff. It's it's a it's a fascinating thing. So. Uh, what else? You have something coming up for us for Sunday, Jimmy. What else? Yeah, I took a flyer and the flyer paid off and that uh, there's always a Bass Reeves conference in Muskogee, an annual conference every year to learn about Bass Reeves and Western history. And I just thought, hey, it'd be cool if I reached out to the show, uh, upcoming Paramount Plus series, Bass Reeves, to see if anybody would want to talk to me just so I, because this Bass Reeves conference is coming up, even though they're not really connected. And uh, I didn't just get anybody that gave me the star. I've got a Sunday interview with the actor, British actor, who's going to play Bass Reeves in the Bass Reeves series that will debut, we think, this fall. There's no premiere date set for it quite yet. This is something that's been in the works for some time, I believe, right? It's part of the Taylor Sheridan Yellowstone universe, and it's gone through a couple of name changes. It was 1883 Bass Reeves. Now it's Lawmen Bass Reeves. It's going to be an, an anthology series uh, that will focus on other lawmen after this in, initial season. But uh, the actor feels very strongly about uh, continuing the legacy of Bass Reeves, who uh, was for decades was kind of a under the radar, uh, legendary, should have been legendary a long time ago, but he's just now getting his due as a legendary figure in, in history. Okay. All right. Well, let's see if if um, if you all 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 are hungry and need to go someplace uh, on the weekends, we have a review of the Prism Cafe, which is uh, in uh, the Heights neighborhood um, north of downtown. Uh, it's across the street from uh, Fulton Street Books and Coffee. It's a uh, chef-driven. Um, little uh breakfast and, and 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 lunch place everything is made in house that they can make in house every or is locally sourced um very good food is is excellent uh, it's worth checking out and that appears in uh the this week's uh, Tulsa World available at uh, find newsstands everywhere and online at tulsaworld.com well, that will that will do it for this week of uh, the Tulsa World Scene podcast. I want to thank you all for listening in, and we will gladly see you later. Behave. <laughs>